Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Nate Harpster, who is with the Phoenix Fire Department and has been on for 18 years. Nate is assigned downtown at Station 1 on Engine 2 as a firefighter paramedic. Nate has a strong passion in believing that in order to do the job, our physical fitness and nutrition play a very important role. With that being said, Nate Harpster. Well, thanks for having me on, Danny. I appreciate it. There, no problem. Yeah. So I, how I got started in the fire service is um, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, uh, a small town outside of Buffalo, actually called Grand Island, New York. Okay. And um, they had a volunteer department there and always wanted to be part of that department. So when I was old enough, I became a volunteer. Um, spent four years there and um, loved every second of it. You know, I, I grew up here in the, uh, we used to have air raid sirens that would go off at six o'clock at night. Okay. And that uh, come to find out, you know, that used to be, hey, this is, you need to get home by when the sirens go off to what they actually were was the uh, testing system for the fire department. So it was like, it was still old relic and they would run those at six o'clock in the evening. And um, that was, that used to be, how the volunteer department hopped on the phone and figured out where they were going. Okay. But, but so, so that kind of intrigued me as I was young, but obviously as I got older, we had the pagers and all that stuff, but um, did the, uh, the four years there and just kind of fell in love with it. Um, I was in college at the time and, and I was like, you know what? I vividly remember going to a training, sitting in the back seat of an open cab, fire truck okay uh driving along the niagara river and i'm like you know what i want to do this for the rest of my life this is what i want to do uh i don't want to be in advertising which is what i was going to school for um i love the service aspect of this job i love the adrenaline aspect of this job and this is what i want to do so uh from there i heard about uh phoenix fire through my training with that department, you know, Phoenix at the time was, um, chief Brunacini. He was throwing out videos all over the place and, and training videos. And I would see him and I'm like, man, I want to, that's, that's the department I want to work for. And, uh, so I decided to start flying back and forth testing with Phoenix from okay. Buffalo. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, I did two processes that way. Um, first time, um, and I, and I'm kind of hazy on the years, but the first time I got to the interview process, think it picked up, uh, the second time I passed the test and I never came back for the physical agility test. So that like totally ate at me for a long time. And, um, and I said, you know what, I'm picking up. And in 2003, I moved out to Phoenix, no job, no nothing. I have an uncle or a cousin, I'm sorry, that lived out here, um, asked if I could hang at his place for a little bit till I got my feet on the ground and um, took the test in 04 and entered the academy in 05. Okay. So it was, I put, I went all eggs in the basket with Phoenix. It was a place I wanted to be and, uh, you know, made it happen. Cool, cool. Uh, now you say you're from New York. That's funny because I'm from New York. I'm from Rockland County. I'm not sure if you know where that's at. Okay. Yeah, uh, it no. sounds like you you're more upstate, and I was more towards the southern tip. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, Western New York, you know, right, okay, right there, right, okay. Buffalo. Yep, it's a good place to be. I I love Buffalo. So just just like that, Phoenix was Phoenix was the department, and you went to it, and that was it. Yeah, I went to it. You know, and, and the reason why, um, you know, I te- I tested for Buffalo. Um, I was on their list. I just you know just was kind of down down their list further. And I, what I really liked in, and about Phoenix was when I visited, I, I visited in, in college and, um, you know, took, it was an ex-girlfriend of mine. We went spring break there and stayed with my cousin. And I did the thing like a lot of firemen do is they, you know, go to different fire stations and get a shirt or a patch or something. Mm-hmm. 
you know, just kind of shot the shit with the guys and they were so like welcoming, like here's a, here's a volunteer firefighter from New York. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you get the volunteer, right. Yeah. So, you know, Hey, come on in, tell us what you guys are doing back, you know, back East, uh, you know, sit down, you know, have some food with us. You know, it, it was just so welcoming. And, and that continued through the process of me testing. Cause you know, I, I remember taking the test in downtown Phoenix. Okay. Uh, at the convention center. And this is kind of funny. I, I would take the test. I would go grab a bite to eat. And then the nearest station was station one. Okay. And so I would walk down there and talk to the guys and just say, Hey, you know, I'm testing them from out of state. And they're like, well, hang out for a little bit. So we would, again, just kind of table talk and, and the guys are like, Hey, let us give you a ride home. You know, let's drop you off at your uncle's place. You don't have to, you don't have to walk, you know, and come full circle. Now I work at that station and, okay. you know, I mean, it's kind of, right, it's kind of right. crazy, but just the welcoming aspect of that whole um, Bruno be nice, um, you know, motto that that's gone, you know, worldwide, nationwide in the fire service. And um, th- it was truly just so transparent to me that that's how this department operated. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to be a part of that. That's, that's cool. it. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, what would you say the culture is like within your department regarding pride, training, calls and camaraderie? Well, um, we're honestly, Phoenix is in a growing pain right now. We've grown very quickly. Okay. Um, over the past, you know, 10 years, our, our downtown, um, our, our population has just spiked real rapidly. Um, and we are, we are behind, uh, in stations, we're behind in personnel. So that definitely has a strain and I'm sure a lot of departments are feeling this too mm-hmm. um, on, on the, uh, not the camaraderie, but just the general morale. Like we're running a lot of calls, right. you know, back to back our rescues. Cause we do our own transport service, you know, okay. Phoenix fire department has, we call them rescues, firefighting gears on there. The guys still are attached to an engine company. If there's a fire, um, you know, those guys are running nonstop, nonstop. And so um, that part of morale is kind of a little low right now. It's really hard, um, especially on those on the rescue guys that are just running nonstop to to have you know be pumped up all the time. Right. But I can tell you this: the guys still do a phenomenal job, and that that comes from the camaraderie at the station. Okay. You know, and it's you you can get your ass beat to the ground, but if, if the crew is cohesive and you have, you know, you guys PT together, you train together, um, that really, you can overcome a whole lot by just making sure that's, that's a part of your day. And that's a part of the culture within your own station. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you guys are ALS pretty much? Oh yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. We're every- a- Every, well, no, not every person. Um, we, we are, uh, all of our AMBOs are ALS. Okay. Our, uh, we call them AMBOs, but rescues, AMBOs kind of, <laughs> I may use either or right there. Right. But right. Uh, yeah, they're, they're ALS. All of our engines are ALS and the majority of our ladders are ALS. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You call 911, you're getting either an engine or a ladder to your house with the rescue. Gotcha. And for those that don't know, I'm, I'm assuming with rescue, he's talking about an ambulance. Uh, yes. So the country rescue is like a tandem axle, heavy duty fire truck. Right. Gotcha. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And yeah. how many stations does Phoenix have? Man, we are over 50. Wow. We're 50 plus stations. Yeah, we okay. have about 1,800 personnel. Um, we could use a few hundred more for sure. Right. We're building uh, some more stations. We got some more uh, stations uh, in budgets coming up that are going to be built and or rebuilt with bigger, uh, you know, more base space to have more, you know, response out of that station. So, okay, um, yeah, we're we're definitely. I mean, we're the fourth, I think, largest 
uh, city by population in the country. So, I mean, we're, we're moving. Uh, it's just every station's busy and, and we're, we're running nonstop. Okay. Um, just for the listeners too, that want to know how is, how is the department rank structured? Like, I know you obviously have battalion chief captain. Mm -hmm. Do you have yep. engineers or what do you call them? Yeah. So, Obviously, the baseline is your your firefighter, either EMT or medic. Then you have an engineer. Then you have a captain. Uh, so we don't have a lieutenant structure like a lot of departments do uh, back east. So captain, and then you just have your uh, battalion chief, division chief, and then you know it goes into operations and all sorts of chiefs up there. Okay. So basically, in the in the house, you're going to have just a captain or two captains, depending on how many trucks there are. Okay. Um, and, and then a battalion chief that will oversee a whole bunch of stations. Okay. And if you're, uh, if the captain's off, who rides the seat? So usually it's a senior firefighter. Nice. So, you, so the engineer yeah. can, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very rarely would we pull an engineer and put him in the captain's, uh, you know, position because, um, you know, everybody should know every position on the truck. Right. Um, but you definitely don't want somebody who's like, yeah, I kind of know how to pump to be in, <laughs> in that seat. Cause yeah, yeah. I kind of know how to pump when shit hits the fan is not what you want. You want someone that's on it. Absolutely. And on my truck, my engineer, man, he's legit. He's just absolutely on the ball with everything, pulling lines for us um, while we're throwing our packs and, you know, just he that's, that's his bread and butter and I'll move up or another guy uh, in my, uh, we have five on my truck. I was going to ask, what's, yeah. your, what's your staffing? So, yeah, what's, we have what's your minimum. It, uh, minimum is four. Gotcha. Minimum's four, but we have five because we're downtown truck uh, because of high rise. Mm -hmm. um, they they give us five, so it makes it a lot easier um, to pick who's going to move up. So there's two of us. I, actually, anybody in my back seat can fill that front seat position very confidently. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what keeps you personally invested to stay positive and continue loving the job? Well, man, I mean, I, I, like I said, I've wanted to do this job for so long to me, it's not like going to work, you know, right. and, and, and my wife will tell you, you know, if she, if she was here, she'd say, Hey, he's, he's never complained about going to work. You know, it's, um, I, I, I just love the job. I love the guys. Yeah. We get beat up. Um, but you know, to me, it's, it's the dream job. It's like that, uh, the movie fury is, you know, best job ever. Uh, I, I love it. Um, so that's my motivation. I mean, I, I, I can't see myself wanting to do anything different. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the fact that, you know, I think we get beat down a lot of times where we feel like we're not helping people sometimes. Right. I see what you're <laughs> saying. Think, you know I mean? Uh, I, people uh, civilian side is like, Oh, you guys are, you know, heroes, you're doing this and that. And you're like, man, if you saw what we went on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, right. if it's all right. firemen on here and we're all real about it, we run a lot of non-emergencies. Hey, you're absolutely correct. You yes. know what I mean? And, and what I, <laughs> I love saying is, and, and it's, Hey, it's job security, right? It's mm -hmm. job security, but like common sense has kind of gone out the window. And I, I think we, we see that front line, you know, and I always say, hey, if common sense was a drug, it would be out of stock all the time, unable to fill, you know, because we tend to deliver common sense a lot to people. You're right. You're right. Um, but I think it's important for guys to remember that, you know, as silly as that is a lot of time, that is, you know, has become part of our job function. And, mm -hmm. and it is just that it is a, uh, job security, you know? Um, so yeah, we just talked about station the other day. I mean, you can complain about calls when you're on the truck, you can, you know, kind of vent and bitch on the truck, but once you get off that truck, it's time to just deliver the best service possible for that call. Absolutely. Get back on the truck, bitch about it, make yep. fun of stuff, yep. you know, whatever, but just, you know, do your, do your job then and then blow off steam after. You know. Right. Right. Okay. And so the station, you said you're downtown. So you have a, um, what, what, uh, what pieces of equipment are at your station? So we have two ALS engines, uh, ALS ladder, 
at our station, plus our high rise truck. Now high rise truck isn't really uh, staffed. It's just someone from one of the trucks will grab. It's just basically a big toolbox okay. uh, that goes, goes to high ride, high rise fires, <laughs> which we don't have barely any. And we're not like, it's much newer construction. So for us to actually have a high rise fire, that's be some critically wrong has gone on okay. in that building. Okay. Um, but next to us, we also have our command response vehicle um, and we have our self deputy chief there. So for okay. dinner, we're cooking for 18 guys. It's wow. a big, yeah, it's a big house, a lot of food, a, a lot of personality. And, you know, I'd say the one thing that we do real well there um, is obviously eating together is, is absolutely huge. I, I think, and I'm sure every department in the country does that, you know, sits down and eats together and talks and, you know, pokes fun at each other. But I think the physical fitness side of it is just a huge tie-in, you know, my truck, we always go down and work out, um, together. We have guys that do skills courses together and, and work out and just that, is a great way to keep camaraderie going to keep morale up to be prepared for the job and that's kind of you know one of my big passions is just that is is talking to guys about being ready for this job mm -hmm. um being healthy through this job and mm -hmm. being healthy through their retirement and beyond because you, it kind of has to start now right yes you can't wait till oh yeah i'm like a month out from retirement, I'll think I'm going to get in shape. Yeah. It's right. Not. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's kind of overall wellness and health is, is really, you know, what, what I've been kind of preaching and talking to and, and through my Instagram, um, just, uh, it's just not wellness for the job. It's wellness for now and for later, you know, right. have, have, have a health span, not just a lifespan. It's going to serve you in the, in the fire service so that you're prepared to do your job. Uh, but it's also more importantly than this job is the after being yes. able to enjoy yourself after, uh, cause we've all earned it. We've all ran all those calls, had those sleepless nights. We need to be able to enjoy our family after we need to be able to, you know, use, take that pension and not give it back in six months or, right. you know, a year, like, like you hear over and over again of guys passing like right after they retire. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, and for the listeners, that's pretty much, I, I found Nate through Instagram and like all his posts, it's always some sort of workout, love the job family. And I was like, this is the guy, this is the kind of guy, these are the kind of firefighters we need to have out there to, to promote and provide this message to others. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, it, it really is. It's just, I, I don't like seeing, uh, guys sitting down on the, on the strata, we call them straddles, the recliners all day okay. long. Um, not going out there and doing something, moving right. their body just do something. In, some, yes. in some way. Um, right. you know, it, 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 it just helps not only them, but it helps the whole crew. I mean, I don't care if someone is just not in the bed. I don't expect everybody to be in top tier shape. You know, right. we can't all be that elite athlete. And I'm certainly not. There's guys on the job that crush me. Uh, and there's guys that are, you know, that I wish would pick it up a little bit. And mm -hmm. that's my, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to help those folks get going and realize that, that, you know, they can be healthier right. and they can be more fit for this job and they right. can be more fit for their, you know, family and, and for the retirement. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Before I forget to uh, what's an average call, you know, volume like for a shift with you guys. So it, it definitely varies from station to station. Mm -hmm. um, mine, we have the three trucks there. Uh, I would say we average, Anywhere from six to eight calls per shift, each truck. Each truck. Okay. Um, but there is trucks like our fire station 18 and fire station seven that will double that easily wow. in a okay. shift, in a 24 hour shift. So, okay. um, you know, 
there's there's some trucks that are running over 20 calls a shift and it's it's busy and that that one particular station 18 and seven kind of go back and forth i think for the for the busiest stations and Mm -hmm. and 18 has two trucks and they're just running nonstop. okay yeah okay all right uh what are your ultimate goals Man, my ultimate goal is really to leave the job healthy. Honestly, that's my mm-hmm. my ultimate goal. Um, I'm I am not promoting. I'm going to stay in the back seat. Um, I after well, I passed up a whole bunch of of captains processes. Okay, and you know I when I thought about it, I just really my my dream is always to be a firefighter in that working position in the back seat, and I think a lot of times in a lot of departments, you get the pressure to promote, you know, mm-hmm. promote early, promote often, promote fast. And that creates a void, I think, in the backseat. That creates a void of experience in the backseat. And I'm not saying I'm the most experienced firefighter, um, you know, some salty ass dude in the backseat. Not, I'm right. not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is that we need senior firefighters in the back in the backseat. We need senior firefighters. And if you, if everybody promotes early, that just creates that youngness in the back seat where that experience isn't quite there. And the captain has to then pay a lot more attention to what's going on, especially on a fire scene. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this on my truck, when the captain looks over his left shoulder, he sees three experienced dudes in the back seat. He is not worried about any task level stuff that's going on on, on any incident, he can, he can focus on whatever command aspect he needs to take care of. And, and, you know, just be confident that his guys are going to be doing the right thing and making the right decisions. And, you know, I think that's super important. I think it's really important. So I know it sounds weird to say that, you know, my, my goal is like, Hey, I'm, I'm like, I'm tapped out career wise as high as I'm going to go. I mean, I'm, I'm TRT. I, I, I have, you know, I've, I've gotten a, a couple other certifications, um, obviously paramedic TRT's technical rescue team. So rope rescue, high angle rescue, stuff like that. Um, but I'm not going to promote beyond my, my rank. Okay. And yeah. <clears throat> and, um, how much longer do you have? So for me, I, I guess my plan is to go to, um, I'll, I'll probably do about 10 more years. Okay. Yeah. They gave you and, a total and- of 28. 28. Yeah. Cause I I'm 46 right now and mm-hmm. I would, I would like to get out before I'm 60 and again, get out healthy. That's just become a huge, you know, part of my whole world. It's just cause in a passion of mine, because I, I, we get so beat up mm-hmm. on our job, mm-hmm. not, not just from, you know, not physically beat up alone, we're getting our sleep deprivation. Yep. We're getting, uh, you know, our diet, you know, isn't always great. At a lot of firehouse food is really good, but it doesn't mean it's good for you. Right. You know. Right. Um, and and the stress levels going up. We're just really contributing to degenerative diseases, cancers, and everything. So I, I'm I'm really focused on on helping people realize that. And helping people start to combat that, helping firefighters start to combat that early on in their career. You know, talking to the young guys. Hey, guys, I know you want to go out and party. I know you want to go out and, you know, meet some girls or meet some guys, whatever. I know you guys, I know you want to do that. But you need to recoup from, you know, the shift that you had and make sure you're ready to go for the next day. Uh, Because if you just keep burning, 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 in the young years, like you do, like we all have done, you are causing damage. And we are at such a higher rate of, uh, you know, oxidative stress and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. than the general population, we just need to be in tune with it. And we need to make sure that, that we're, you know, addressing it. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It was so yesterday. I I taped. A, I, I did a podcast with. I'm not sure if you know Manny Barajas. They call him Manny the Barbarian. He's with San Antonio. Okay. Uh, and I liked what he said because it related to me and what you just said. It relates to all three of us. Uh, I one of the I asked him that question of, you know, do you see yourself promoting? And he was like, mm-hmm. no. He was like because 
I like being in the back. I like being a firefighter. And his words were, we need more senior firefighters in the fire department. And, right. and that's one of those, you know, flip a coin. Uh, I always bring it back to Corley Moore, the weekly scrap. He always asks, you know, his, his guests, like, what's the best position in the fire department? And everyone's like company officer, company officer. And I'm like, okay, to a point, but mm-hmm. some people just want to be good firemen and not worry about any promotion. Right. And, it, and, you know, those people are always looked at like, you know, are you crazy? Like, why would you want to be a fireman your whole career? Because some people just want to be a fireman. Right. Like, yeah. And I don't think there is nothing wrong with it. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I don't think that that motto of promote early, promote often is is something that should be thrown out there. Uh, I, you know, I definitely promote. If you want to, if definitely, right. you right. know, and, and, and don't make it, it's hard to not make it a financial decision, uh-huh. but you can't do it for finances only. Otherwise I'd be a cat, you know, I, I would do it, but it's not, that's, that's not what motivates me. What motivates me is, is doing a good job and, and being an asset and, and loving my job. Right. I, I think that's huge because a lot of guys promote and are miserable because yep. they promote it. Yep. You're right. I never, I never want that position. I love sitting in the backseat of that truck. I love throwing my bottle on and being either on the nozzle or sucking on the nozzle and going into fires. I mean, I, I, I love that position. And you know, once, <laughs> once you're a captain, that is not your job anymore. There we go, right there. That, yes. that is not your job, yes. you know. And 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 even when I moved up, it is hard to pull yourself back mm-hmm. from that task level stuff. You have to, you have to pull yourself back, and you you have to, you know, remember, hey, that's that's, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not grabbing. Right. The, I'm not grabbing these tools. I'm not forcing entry. I'm not kicking this door, and I'm trying to get the big picture. And you know, man, I love doing that stuff. Right. Uh, so I'm right. I'm going to keep doing that stuff. <laughs> right. Right. You know? Yeah. No, to- totally agree. And uh, just no disrespect to any captains out there, but no, if you have a good set of firefighters in the back. You need to stay in your lane. Like, Hey, cat, though, you don't need to grab that tool. That's mine. You don't need to grab the nozzle. Like right. you decided, Hey, I'm get promoted. You got to do your command stuff. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah. And you know, it's a beautiful thing, especially on my truck is, is my captain is, just super competent. He's an awesome dude, good friend. And he just has a way of obviously having confidence in us. But if, if he sees we're, we're missing something or there's something he wants to inject, man, it's, he's, he's the type of person that just come up and Hey, just hand you, hand you till, Hey, think about this. Boom. Go about his job, you know, and not, he's not going to try to bully you out of the way and, you know, run and do his stuff. He's being, he's, just knows his position mm-hmm. and knows mm-hmm. how to influence his crew towards the goal of getting the job done without being, you know, puffing up and, or, or just trying to take over our job. Right. Right. No, yeah. absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's okay. super important. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and like I said before, you know, if, if, uh, if, a, if you have a captain out there that's seeing that his fireman is struggling, yeah, definitely interject, Hey, do this better. Then you get your technique. But, I mm-hmm. just can't stand the ones that want to get in the mix. And it's like, Hey, yeah. micromanage. Uh, yeah. 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 Micromanagers. And even, even around the firehouse, you know, uh, talk about morale. One thing that'll kill morale is, is a senior officer that is a micromanager, you know, lead by example. Um, right. And that, that should be done through all ranks, but you know, especially, you know, station days um, when you're, you're cleaning the, the station. I mean, I, my, our captain is out there without saying a word and working, leading by example. Okay. Right. And he's right. not sitting there pointing fingers saying, you know, let's, you got to do this, 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 and this. And, oh, you're not quite doing that right. Like, <laughs> oh, man, empower your crew. And, and when you have a good senior crew, they know what the hell they're doing. Right. And, and in the station and, and on the fire ground, they, they yes. know what they're doing, yes. you know? And, yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see where I'm at here. And in, in your opinion, what are some key elements or factors that are needed to make a good firefighter, regardless of rank? Yeah, I think 
um, remember to have some compassion here and there. It's hard. You know, uh, we all just get that compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, we see so much crap and yeah. so many situations where people have just given up and don't care. And you go on the same person over and over again. And right. I'm guilty of it. I get frustrated. Um, but I think it's important to still have a little bit of that compassion, a little bit of that empathy. And, and that is just going to help you get, get through those tough calls. Right. You know, right. um, uh, I think being able to blow off steam, um, you know, we, I, th- I think the fire service is probably still one of the last untouched um, uh, places for all the, the kind of cancel culture and the wokeism and, and everything. And we're mm-hmm. able to vent the way we do mm-hmm. um, around the fire table on the truck um, without, for the most part, worry about the outside world, you know, picking apart. Cause Hey, it we're just like the military. I have a bunch of military friends and man, we're crude, we're crass. Um, but I think that's needed. Yes. Um, that is a needed thing because of the stuff that we see uh, on a day-to-day uh, basis and throughout a career. And I think that's something important for people to realize, you know, there's a lot of guys dealing with the PTSD and, mm-hmm. and um, the aspects of the job and, and that, that shit's real. And, and I talked to uh, a, um, a military buddy of mine um, who, who really put it, well to me he goes hey you know what man we talking about himself the military we if you've been in combat and you've had you know the the stress of that of seeing buddies you know hurt or killed or seeing all this mayhem we 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 have that obviously and we had that over there we had that in afghanistan iraq where wherever you know they were fighting right he goes you know, you guys have that here too. It may not be your buddy. Um, hopefully not. Uh, but he goes, you pass by that same spot on that same street corner where you saw that kid got hit by a car. You pass by that same house where that kid drowned. Um, you see, you know, you're shopping at the same store potentially where, you know, a person was shot and killed outside. So you are, kind of reliving those experiences over and over again mm-hmm. by just, it, it just happens right here. It's in our community. And he goes, you can never really pull back and escape from that. He goes, so that that's just an added stress. And right. I, and I think, I think the general population really doesn't ever understand that mm-hmm. doesn't ever really understand how much we actually see through our job. Right. Uh, us PD and us. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get people ask me, Hey, how many, how many times have you seen a dead person? I'm like, when this month, I'm like, seriously, you know, it's not uncommon and that's not normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's normal. Right. It's totally normal for us, for us, but it's not normal for the general population. Absolutely. Right. Yep. right? Remember the whole DeMar Hamlet thing with him having the heart attack right. on the football field and all the people and show, Oh my God, they're doing CPR. I'm like, it's like, we see that. Like yeah, I mean, I, I'm a Bills fan, Bills Mafia. I'm glad tomorrow's well, everything's good, but we see that all the time. We do that all the time. Mm-hmm. People were seeing it on the news, and they were having anxiety about it, like seeing it in real time. Right. So um, I guess to circle back, it's important to have ways to de-stress, you know, activities that you do. Um, and for me, working out is one of them. Absolutely. Same here. Same here. I I mean, I get out there, I put on some music and get after it. And just, you don't think about anything uh, besides whatever pain you're inflicting on yourself. Right. You know? Um, And, and I also like the modalities of, you know, some cold plunge and sauna are super important. I think, I think we're starting to see more and more of that uh, being uh, brought into play in the fire service as well, which, which is super, super cool. Um, you know, I, I just, I love seeing us trend in that direction of really taking care of ourselves. Right. Right. Cause I mean, I look at it this way. Firefighters are athletes pretty much, you know, we don't yes. get paid the millions of dollars like LeBron James does, but mm-hmm. in, in a sense, 
we are athletes that are here to perform whenever that bell goes off. The only thing is we don't have a set schedule of knowing when the when that call is going to come, yep. which is why we have to be ready at all times. Yeah, yeah, that's a hundred percent true, man. I mean, we don't get to warm up uh, for our big event, you know. Right. So that's that's why it's important to make sure you work on mobility on your days off. You know, you um, it's just we go from zero to sixty, and and that's another thing I think. Um, you know, we need to pay attention to it and why recovery is so important is that middle of the night alarm goes off for a fire and your heart rate goes from, you know, 40 to 50 to 120 and you're going down the pole, hopping on the truck, throwing out of your gear. I mean, your body's going through a shit ton of chemical dumps and everything going on. Uh, and that over a whole career is not a healthy thing. Right. So we need to make sure that you're paying attention to it and make sure you're paying attention on your days off. How are you recovering? You know, mm -hmm. what are you doing to relieve your stress? Well, how are you eating? I, you know, I, I'm sure you guys, um, if you follow me, you know, I, I'm a big ambassador uh, of, of not only fitness, but food, eating right, uh, quality supplementation, um, quality recovery. And, and it's, it's in the order of eat, making sure you're eating right, making sure you're getting exercise, making sure you're recovering well, and making sure you're supplementing in the right way. And I think, I think that's a huge part of uh, what guys need to realize in the fire service is pay attention to what you're putting in your body. And by supplements, I mean, energy drinks. Um, I mean, uh, pre-workout -pre type pre-workout stuff pay attention to what you're doing to yourself because if you're messing all the chemicals up in your body with your uh you know your cortisol and your adrenal glands and all this and then you're dumping you know 250 milligrams of caffeine to get a workout in then you get a call uh and you don't get to use that that energy like mm -hmm. what are you doing to your body mm -hmm. you know let's start paying attention to those those little things That'll make a big difference for you throughout your career. And they're going to help you be healthier, you know, like right. start, start making good food at the firehouse, you know, take some pride. Do you want to talk firehouse pride? Um, you know, some of the busiest stations in our city a, are the cleanest because the guys have the most pride in their station, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They work out together the most they eat real well together. They take pride all around. Start taking pride in your, in your food too. You know, let's make quality stuff. It doesn't have to be brats and tots every meal, right. <laughs> you know? Right. It's um, okay every once in a while. It's but, okay yeah. one, every once in a while, but guys right. and gals, let's freaking, let's make that a priority in, in our station. You know, let's, mm -hmm. let's cook healthy. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to taste bad because it's healthy. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Let's right. cook healthy um, and let's work out together and, you know, let's, let's just get healthy together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's huge. All right. Um, <clears throat> what's one thing you think the American fire service can improve on? Man, I, um, our longevity. I, uh, and I think we're working towards that. Um, I, I think, we are starting to pay attention to all the hazards that are not inside of fire mm -hmm. um, that that are causing us to to die early. Um, you know, and I and I think it I think the PTSD side too mm -hmm. is starting to come around more. Um, and I think I think that's super important, but still needs to be um, we, we still need to continue to work on that mission of, of helping everybody out. Um, man, other than, I mean, there's always stuff we can, we can improve right, on in right. the fire service. Right. But, but I, I think that trend, because that's kind of my wheelhouse of, of the health within, uh, the job and, and, and making sure guys are ready. I, I think, you know, I've talked to some people in some other departments where we're like PT is not even a thing. Uh, for their department, you know? Oh yeah. Some departments um, shy away from that. 
shy away from it. Um, guys, you know, if God forbid, if they post something about them working out at the station, you know, um, I, I think departments that, that have a negative connotation associated with, with their fitness and their wellness, um, ought to be ashamed. You know, I think, I think that should be a, a priority for any department to have, a wellness program. And if someone's stepping up and raising their hand and saying, Hey, I want to help guys. I want to, I want to run guys through a program. I want to, you know, create whatever they should hand them the ball and let them run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's not only going to mean less guys injured, um, you know, so you're not paying, you know, time off or industrial claims, stuff like that. Uh, but it's, it's going to just promote, longevity and guys might stay around longer too, you know? Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's, those are the kind of things I I think we are improving on, Mm -hmm. but still has a lot of work to do. Okay. Yeah. No. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, So I have a couple questions. Uh, It all depends on the guest and where they're located. So yeah, one of my questions for you is um, how do you guys get, I guess, well, I don't want to say well, if you live in Phoenix, you pretty much get acclimated with the heat. Yeah. Because uh, I mm-hmm. visited uh, for our honeymoon. We went to um, – it was last-minute decision. It was when the, the Zika virus was out. So we, uh-huh. uh, my dad was like, hey, I just came out from Vegas. Go to Vegas. So we went to Vegas, uh, and right. I visited one of the Clark County fire stations. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's – the heat there is different than North Carolina heat. Like, sure, it's, you, you, it's dry heat, but it's still yep. hot. So yeah. it's like, um, how do you guys balance – like your, your training whenever you got to train. Yeah, man, we, we still train in the heat. We acclimate ourselves to the heat. Um, we're still, um, in our turnouts in the heat, uh, doing skills courses. Um, you know, it's usually in the morning or evening. Um, obviously we're smart about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're not going to go out in the middle of the day when it's 118 and totally drain ourselves. Um, so that we're, it's harder for us to recoup if we have an incident. Right. That being said, I hate the saying of, oh, I'm not going to work out at the station because, because if we I'm get a not, call, if we get a call, <laughs> like, I'm like, you know what? I go, if that, if that's a problem for you, then you probably shouldn't be on the truck. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you got to be smart, right? Uh, maybe not do, you know, Murph in the middle of the day in the heat. Right. Uh, and then expect to be a hundred percent on that call. Right. But you should still be able to perform your job it, no matter what, you know, your workout is. Okay. okay. Um, don't, don't give me that. Excuse. I hate that excuse Yeah. because that, that means on your day off, another excuse is coming up. Right. And, and you know, it's, I, I just, I don't like that at all. So, okay. um, yes. So we train in, in the heat. Um, we prepare ourselves in our turnouts in the heat. I know that's a big hot topic too. Now is our turnouts oh, yeah. and the yeah. chemicals that are in them and yeah. sweating and, you know, leaching into our body. Um, you know, uh, but I think everything, all the clothes that we have, have these chemicals in them, Sure, you know? Um, so I don't, I don't think you're going to escape, escape that totally. And I don't, there is no replacement for having your turnouts on. And putting yourself through the heat stress, uh, especially here when it's hot like that. And you're right. The heat is different. I grew up in Buffalo. It's humid. Um, that's a whole different world. Mm-hmm. Okay? But uh, this uh, the dry heat at 100, and 100 plus, uh, is it, it'll zap you real, real quick. Yep. And that's why we always we have such a big response to, you know, kind of, wow, you need that many trucks. I'm like, well... Yeah, we got we got to make sure guys are not overheating and that they're able. You know, we do two cycles, have them come out and rehab. Um, but when it's 115 now, you really got to pay attention. You need to have reserves. But most of our most of our fires are going to be handled with uh, with a couple engines and a, and a ladder company. And ladder companies for us, our function is uh, a little different from back east. Uh, you know, we our engine companies are going in on the nozzle, putting out the fire. Ladder is going to do roof ops and take care of utilities. Okay. So uh, I know some comp- uh, some departments back east, it's 
uh, ladder company has search functions. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that is, that's not how we run it. We don't do any interior, uh, action without being on a hose line. Um, You're always on a hose line. Gotcha. Um, which I think is very smart. Um, not to knock other, other departments on how they do things. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but you know, having a known way in and a known way out is just a smart way to do stuff, still being aggressive. Um, but definitely, uh, better for the, for the fireman. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh, do you guys still uh, utilize blue card? Nope. We never have. Okay. Yeah, which is funny enough because it's developed by Brunacini. Brunacini. But uh, I mean, that, um, and I'm not 100% familiar with everything that goes in the blue card, but obviously Bruno's um, influence on the department has and always will be huge. So a lot of the stuff I think encompassed within blue card is just part of our culture. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and one more thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen it on a, uh, station or engine 25's Instagram page, the sure. very infamous Maryvale 400. 400. Yes. Uh, yeah. do you know how that came about? Cause I think that is pretty damn jam up. It is. It's awesome, man. Um, I don't know how that came out, um, or came about, uh, those guys, uh, I love the Station 25 guys because they are constantly getting after it too. They're always training. Uh, they're always working out together. It's another crew uh, out in Maryvale along with 18 and 7 that they're running a lot of calls. Okay. They're in a busy area. Um, and, you know, they get a lot of fires over there too. Um, but they find time to train. They find time to PT. Mm-hmm. They find time to eat and sit down and uh, have a tight crew and that just goes to show you the character of the, of the guys that work at these busy houses. And, um, I, the Mary, yeah, I don't know how that came about. Um, but it's some, it's a tradition for those that don't know of the booter, um, or probationary firefighter on the last day, uh, to pull the whole hose line off the truck, right? all 400. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> all thousand, so we have a thousand feet of supply line. So it's pull the whole truck mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. and wrap the hydrant and charge the line. It's um, you know, the Maryvale Mile, some call it. Uh, it yeah, it's legit. And if you've ever pulled hose line past, I don't know, five uh, five five lengths, five, yeah, you, you know, it gets you know, pretty damn tough. It gets heavy. Mm-hmm. It gets heavy. So, um, it's, uh, it's always awesome to see their videos when they yeah. come out yeah. and, and, uh, the guys pushing through and, and the encouragement, man, you know, the, the, the whole crew there cheering them on, Yeah, Let's, you know, it's, it's a rite of passage, uh, for the guys that come through their station. And I think it's, I think it's an amazing, uh, uh, way to close out a, uh, you know, a Buddha rotation. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so with that being said, is there anything else you want to, I, I don't care if you got shameless plugs, man. Yeah. It's, it's whatever, whatever, you, you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I'll give a shameless plug for sure. Um, the, the, when I talk about health and wellness and, and eating right and working out and then the, the supplementation part, um, that I think is important. Um, you know, what I look for in a company that, um, that I'm going to trust is that do they care about what they put in their products? And I don't care who anybody uses, pay attention to your labels. Um, and the reason why I partner with uh, X Endurance is because A, they're local here to Arizona. The CEO is a fireman also in Gilbert, um, which maybe I could hook you guys up for a uh, uh, podcast interview. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and, and we have the same mission and that's to live healthier, longer. Um, they care about what goes in their products. Um, you're not having any BS ingredients in there. Mm-hmm. And they actually have a, a product that I hands down recommend for every fireman because everybody has their favorite protein, their favorite pre-workout, whatever. Look at your ingredients, make sure you're getting 
uh, quality stuff. But their extreme endurance product is one that nobody else has. It has been clinically studied and proven to A, increase your VO2 max, decrease your lactic acid so you're going to be able to recover faster. It's going to help you perform better, recover faster, and live healthier because it also reduces oxidative stress. So I tell everybody, this one product should be in your bag. It's extreme endurance because it not only has the performance aspects of it, but it has the longevity aspects of it with reducing that oxidative stress that we cannot avoid just having happen to us. Right. So um, you guys can, my link, uh, Nader Vision on Instagram, you can see all the, the products up there. The Extreme Endurance is up there. My discount code is Nader Vision 15. Um, that's just, uh, check it out. Do your due diligence on any supplement you're taking, uh, but know that X Endurance has been around. Uh, they're proven, and we got pro athletes, Olympians uh, that use our products. They're informed sport choice and tested too. So you don't have to worry about any, you know, performance enhancing stuff going on. Um, yeah, that's that's my shameless plug, and, it, and it's kind of long because I'm passionate about right. that product. I'm passionate about that company because I trust them. Okay. And awesome. I want guys, I want guys to use stuff that they're not buying off the Walmart shelf that they don't uh-huh. know what the hell is in there uh-huh. and they're getting all jacked up from it. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just pay attention. Start with your diet, exercise guys, recover and get quality supplementation wherever that may be, but check our stuff out. All right. All right. There you go. Well, I appreciate having uh, Mr. Nate Harpster on today. Uh, it's been a, it's been good, good talk, good conversation, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate it too. Thanks for, for reaching out, man. I, you know, always fun to talk yeah. to other firemen and oh and yeah. The, yeah. Heck yeah. All right. All right. We'll see you later, pal. All right. Thanks. If any of the listeners out there are, or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.